Welcome everyone to The Awakened Catholic Show. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Welcome to The Awakened Catholic Show. Thank you, it's great to be with you. It's great to be with you, man. Yeah. We had dinner last night uh, yep. and it was, it was a blast hearing your story, getting to know you and, and you are, uh, you have been for a long time doing some amazing things for the kingdom. God is working through you. Uh, as I pray, he's hoping, you know, he's, he's, I, I hope and pray that he's working through me. Um, and I, I think that you are just, um, you're such a dynamic deacon. Yeah. <laughs> see, That's if, all what you did yeah, there. Yeah, you see what I did there with the words? You see, if you don't know viewers or listeners, his Instagram handle is dynamic deacon. Anyways, um, check him out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that we're going to have a lot to talk about here today. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to talk about it, now after the pandemic has happened, um, what it looks like to have a Eucharistic renaissance. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a topic that you brought here, and, and I think that it's going to be super interesting. I, I love the Eucharist personally. Um, mm. Our viewers and listeners may or may not love the Eucharist, but maybe, just maybe, by the end of this conversation, you will. All of that stuff is coming right after this. Welcome back to The Awakened Catholic Show, everybody. My name is Nick Delatore, and I'm your host. Uh, to learn more about The Awakened Catholic Show, to watch past episodes of it, uh, to join the patron community and get exclusive benefits of our, of our community of saints with the lowercase s, that's our patron community, visit theawakenedcatholicshow.com. But more importantly, I gotta tell you about the reason we're here. Select International Tours has sponsored Awakened Catholic Show's presence here at uh, the Momentum 21 conference with the Catholic Marketing Network, as well as sponsoring this episode that you're watching or listening to in this very moment. Uh, and if you don't know about Select, you should check them out. Visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken, and uh, you can learn about the pilgrimages, that we're, the pilgrimages that we're going on with them, as well as other pilgrimages like the one the ones that Deacon Harold is doing with them as well. Uh, Select International is also a sponsor of, of Deacon Harold's work. So Deacon, uh, what a pleasure to be here with you, a fellow uh, Select International Tours sponsoree. Uh, and I think, uh, I think we're gonna have a good time here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad to be back with people again. Yeah, you know, no kidding. Just, not wearing the mask and yeah. not, you know, just doing stuff. Uh, uh, via Zoom, mm -hmm. you know, this is just great to just be here yeah. and just uh, remember our reconnect. Uber, our, our Uber driver last night on the way yeah. to dinner. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah, that yeah, was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> we we got into this van and the Uber app and the Lyft app both say that it is required to wear masks uh, when you're in the Uber car. And so we're all, all of us are looking around, like there's four of us and we're like, we don't have masks. We're, we're past this, we thought. Mm -hmm. And so um, we're trepidatiously watching the van pull up to us and we get in and the dude pulls his mask up and we're like, okay, this is probably not gonna go well. <laughs> so we get in and uh, Ellen was like, hey, um, is it cool that we're not wearing masks? And the guy in like this super thick Greek accent was like, you must wear mask. I will report you. Yeah, that's and, right. That's and right. we were like, report us to who? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Fauci. And then yeah. he just goes, and he doesn't actually care. It was, he was just messing with us. Yeah, yep. That was yep. hilarious. That was hilarious. And terrifying. Yeah, because I thought, is this dude for real, man? I know. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> also, know? for the record, I have a terrible Greek accent, but <laughs> I did my best. Um, all right, so Deacon Harold, Eucharistic Renaissance. What are we talking about here? Yeah, so um, before the pandemic, 
You know, we all saw the statistics, right? 67% of Catholics did not believe that Jesus was truly present, body, blood, soul, divinity in the Eucharist. Yeah. Before the pandemic. Yeah. Then you had the pandemic, and of course, in many places, uh, there was a dispensation. People did not have to go to Mass. Yes. And it's interesting, they didn't say you had to watch Mass on streaming. You didn't have to do anything. Correct. For a year and a half. Yeah, receive zero sacraments, participate in sacraments, zero amount. Uh, don't worry about your soul, you're good. Right, right. So, so I know the bishops didn't intend this, but talking to many people, the thinking was, right. wow, I grew up thinking, you know, it's really important I got to get to Mass every Sunday. I have to go to Mass. Yes. You know, it's so important. And now they're saying for a year and a half, is, in a, there's, again, didn't intend this, but in their mind they're saying, well, I guess it's not that important as mm-hmm. I thought. So now, all of a sudden, they're supposed to magically come back. Right. After, they're, not, they're not doing it. They used to watch in, in their slippers and pajamas with a cup of coffee in hand. <laughs> right. or not watching at all. Right. You know, so, so I think what's needed now, um, more than ever, just like back in the uh, 11th century, is a Eucharistic Renaissance. So back in the 11th century, there was a deacon in France. A deacon, I hate even saying that, but Berengarius of Tours. Why do you hate saying deacon? Because he was the dude was a deacon, man. I don't so know, what? The deacon's a heretic. But, what? <laughs> well, well, he was the first one uh, to teach that Jesus was not present, body, blood, soul, divinity, the Eucharist. Oh, freaking Every, deacon. Everybody thinks it was Luther. Freaking deacon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> everybody thinks it was Luther in the 15th century, but it was actually this guy, Berengarius of Tours. And so um, the Pope at the time got him back in line and said, mm-hmm. dude, nope. And he had to, he had to sign this uh, oath of fidelity, which actually put Paul VI... Uh, put that in his document, Mysterium Fidei, Fidei the, mystery, the mystery of faith, actually has a statement that Berengaria signed, which is absolutely beautiful. Mm. It is Catholic Eucharistic Theology 101. Beautiful. Stunning. So that's when, at that time, after Berengarius came back, uh, we saw this Eucharistic Renaissance. There were processions of the Eucharist that started, um, uh, adoration kicked in at that time. I mean, so it's this resurgence, this love for Christ and the Eucharist. And I think now, coming back from the pandemic, people are starting to come back to church. I think we need another Eucharistic Renaissance. I'm I think it's the there, perfect time to do exactly that. Now, I'm not the Pope, I'm not the bishop, but what I would do if I were, uh, I, I would, uh, an international year of the Eucharist, I would mandate that homilies are catechetical, catechetical homilies mm. that are uh, uh, speaking about the Eucharist. Like right now, for example, we're in cycle B, which is Mark, but for the next several weeks, it's going to be from John, John 6, the, you know, the bread of life discourse. Oh, I'm familiar. So for the next few weeks, we're going to focus on you. I think that's a sign from God, these little signs. Yeah. And some dioceses are doing some things. I know Boston's doing a year for the Eucharist and other dioceses. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, well, I'm speaking. That's why I know. Oh, okay. And, and so they're doing some things. But I think we need to do this worldwide. Yes. To, real, to bring back adoration at least once a week. If you don't have perpetual adoration, that's fine. But a, you know, if the priest doesn't have time, the deacon go in and do adoration for an hour or for a few hours in the parish once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, bring people back into love, appreciate the beautiful silence uh, before our Lord in the Eucharist to really listen with the ear of your heart. Because when God speaks to us, he doesn't speak to us through our ears. He speaks us in what St. Benedict called the Aram Cordis, the ear of the heart. Yes. Because that's where you listen to God. That's where God can change your life. And notice when uh, this year of St. Joseph, when the angel, four times the angel comes to Joseph every time he was asleep. 
Mm. So there's something about stillness yes. and silence and quiet where God speaks and to you and you listen. And it's such a noisy world we're oh, in Oh, my right goodness. Now. Every five seconds, there's noise and distractions everywhere. In fact, even at Mass, let's be real, yeah. in some places, we're uncomfortable with silence. Yes. First reading, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. Music starts for response to a song. That's yeah, done. It's like Second we're serving reading, an ADD like, culture, yeah. nonstop movement. Yeah. Exactly. As soon as that's done, whoa, stop. God <laughs> Take a breath. just spoke to us yeah. in his word. The word prepares our hearts and minds and souls to then receive him again, mm-hmm. body, blood, soul, divinity, the Eucharist. So as God is speaking to us, he's feeding us. He's, he's speaking to our life, to our situation, to our circumstances, to our needs, to our hearts. Take some silence, just absorb and listen to what you just heard. Now, whenever I read the gospel, I always pause at the end of the gospel. Why? Jesus Christ just spoke to us. Mm. Can we take four seconds to let absorb into our heart what Christ just said before we move on to the next thing? Yes, please. Th- th- and that's why I take that pause. People, yeah. Sometimes people think, what? What's he doing? Yeah. I'm letting God speak to you. You read uh, the gospel today. You proclaimed the gospel today at Mass in the morning, and uh, I love that you did that. It stood out to me, and, and I, it was appreciated. Yeah, I do that every time I read yeah. the gospel. Even in Rome, I, 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 I dig in at the Vatican twice, same thing. You know, the master ceremony, sometimes I get nervous, like, don't you know what he's doing? I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> allowing God to speak. You know, um, so it's, uh, I, I think we need to have a, a greater appreciation of silence, uh, and, and, and our love for the Lord in the Eucharist. And I think mm-hmm. this is the best time for that to happen. Amen to that. Amen. So what, what is it going to take? So, you know, obviously, little old you and me, you know, we're not the bishops. We're not the pope. Would it be incredible to have a year of the Eucharist? Yes. Um, year of St. Joseph? Awesome. We did, we, amazing things have come out of that. Amazing graces, amazing fruits. So short of declaring that, which we are not allowed to, what can you and I do? What can the viewers and listeners do to help invite, uh, invoke this renaissance of the Eucharist? Well, I think a couple things. First of all, use the medium mm-hmm. in which we, you know, podcasting, webcasting, um, to talk more in depth about the Eucharist. Love that. You know, um, use the means of Facebook Live, use whatever we have mm-hmm. available to us mm-hmm. to get the message out there, to really, um, to get that catech- catechetical piece out there. Yeah. Um, I think the second thing, I, again, if the priest doesn't have time, because I know priests are busy, the deacon in the parish can do Eucharistic adoration once a week. An hour, two hours, whatever mm-hmm. the time frame is, and encourage people to come just be before the Lord. And yeah. the beautiful thing is, you don't have to do anything. Do I have to bring a rosary? Do I have to bring a devotional? Yeah. No. Just, just bring yourself. Yeah. Hosea 6, verse 6. I want a loving heart mm. more than sacrifice. Knowledge of my ways yeah. more than Holocaust. Just bring that. yourself. But Lord, I'm going through something right now. Well, I, I, I don't know if I got just talk to me. Let's mm-hmm. let me just be with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's simple. Yeah. So you know? so a lot of parishes, um, it, it isn't that uncommon, but it also isn't uh, just across the board the case that parishes just have adoration, even just once a week. It's not it's not fully uh, soaked in yet. And I feel like one of the things, having worked at three parishes, I know for a fact that the pastors of parishes listen to the people, generally. Uh, it doesn't mean they obey the people, but they, they, they hear the cry of the people. If a community is desiring Eucharistic adoration, it's incumbent on that community to communicate that to the pastor. Pastor's not a mind reader. Pastor's got a million things on his mind, whether it's 
dealing with annulments, whether it's dealing with house visits for exorcisms, whether it's, you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the pastors, they got a lot in their minds. They're doing a lot of stuff. So, so it's incumbent on you and I, it's incumbent on you, viewer, listener. If you're interested in Eucharistic adoration for your parish and you don't have it right now, talk to your pastor. Tell him, get a, get a petition going. Like, let him know that that community, your community, wants it. Um, that, that would be one, to, you know, uh, practical takeaway from this. Yeah, and again, remember, if the priest is busy, the deacon can do it. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that we granted faculties when we were ordained is to be able to expose the Blessed Sacrament and do benediction. So the priest, I'm busy. Fine, the deacon do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I would love to do that yeah. by myself. I think the one other thing we could do is us as speakers, you know, like when we go to a parish to do a mission or give a talk, insist that one of the talks has to be about the Eucharist. I love that idea. You know, yeah. so, then, so that wherever we're going, we're bringing the message of Christ in the Eucharist. I love that. And it's funny, organically, I've, I've, I've been doing that, but not in like a contractual way. Like, uh, yeah, I did a, I did a mission. I, 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 before COVID, I launched a mission uh, program that was called Awaken Passion. And it was broken up into a few segments, uh, Awaken Witness, Awaken... Um, uh, I forget it. No, it's not coming to me. But one of those nights is specifically focused on the Eucharist, awaken Eucharist. Like, um, and so I w- I've already, like, just a couple weeks ago, I gave a talk on fear, anxiety, and the Eucharist. And so, you know, for some of us, it might just come naturally. Like, we love the Eucharist, so we talk about it. But maybe you needed that idea. I, I love that idea of saying, hey, uh, I'm excited to come to your community. We're going to talk about the Eucharist. Yep. It's done. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. beautiful. It's awesome. And, um, you know, one, especially this year, St. Joseph, right? So th- one of the things that St. Joseph did, he was a guardian of the Eucharist. What do you mean, deacon? Think about this. The Blessed Virgin Mary was the first monstrance. Mm-hmm. She was the first vessel yes. that held in the tabernacle of her womb the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. When she went to see her kinswoman Elizabeth, that was the first Eucharistic procession. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, and when they got to Elizabeth's house, she greeted Elizabeth. And what did John the Baptist do? Lept. Eskirtao in Greek mm-hmm. or dalag in Hebrew. In fact, in, in Hebrew, if you look at the Old Testament, like in Job and Exodus and the Psalms, when you see the uh, word lept there, um, dalag, it's typically used for like an animal jumping off a mountain. You wow. know, so John the Baptist went nuts. Why? The monstrous walked in and he began to adore. He mm-hmm. was the first adore mm-hmm. of our Lord and, and the monstrous of Blessed Virgin Mary. Yeah. You know, and, and so Joseph was the guardian. So we have to enter into that silence of Joseph. This, the, those 30 years of silence about Jesus, well, except for the finding in the temple. <laughs> you know? yeah. but, but the silence of Joseph, not saying, uh, having one spoken word recorded in scriptures, the silence of entering into those 30 years of Jesus's uh, uh, life before his ministry and, and entering into that, letting adoration be the place we enter into that silence of Joseph so we can listen, just like Joseph listened in the silence to what God needed him to do in order for God's will to be done. We need to listen to what God, I mean, it was transformative for me to leave 23 years in law enforcement to, to leave a career teaching at the academy, doing all the things I was doing, to go talk about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Not an easy decision, my friend. Yeah, but right. it was an adoration where God confirmed to me that's exactly what he, what he needed me to do. Mm. And, and I think, well, how do you know it was your will or God's will? Well, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, so I know it wasn't my will. Yeah, that's a good I would have just stayed and, and been, and again, I wanted to be 
comfortable, mm. right? Don't we and all? I said this last night at dinner, yeah. right? And if, if you want to take your life relationship with the Lord to the next level, sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. You got to crawl onto that cross. You got to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And so God takes you out of your comfort zone so he can take you to the next level mm -hmm. of relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it mean. It was confirmed in adoration. Well, Pope Benedict uh, XVI said, we were not made for comfort. We were made for greatness. And greatness only happens in sacrifice and heroic virtue. Well, That's Nick, amazing. everyone's called to be great. Yes. People think, oh, man, look what Nick's doing, man. Look what Deacon's doing. I can't do that. Okay. You could do What's God calling you to do that? How mm -hmm. is God calling you to communicate? Because by our baptism... We are called to be priests, prophets, and kings. Yes. No, priests, not ministerial priests, of course, but the, the priesthood of all believers where we offer our life as a sacrifice. It's mm -hmm. the main job of priests to offer sacrifice. We make that sacrifice of our lives. Prophets to speak the word of God. As Paul says in Ephesians 4.15, to speak the truth in love. Yes. You know, the witness that. And then the king, his main job is to serve, mm -hmm. to rule by service. Right, right. right? That's why Jesus said, yeah, well, he, in John's gospel, not the synoptics, but in John's gospel, he washes the feet. Mm. Because he was given the example, that's what a slave did. He's given the example of this is how you are to serve. Right. Right. The greatest among you is the least, is the servant of all. That's the model. Amen. Amen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first here, folks. We are initiating, I don't have my watch on, as of July 28th at 4.58 p.m. Central time. Is that where we Central, are? Central, yep. We are now in the unofficial Eucharistic Renaissance year. <laughs> love that oh man uh, deacon you are just a, a sheer joy you are a sheer joy to have in my life uh i hope to continue to walk with you and be friends and uh oh we just getting started bro we just getting started baby <laughs> let's go um man ladies and gentlemen so any any final parting words to people as they enter into this new unofficial eucharistic yeah, year so you know look 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 one of the things that i don't do is i don't watch television you know uh all those political so i could People to me that absorb themselves in that, they're angry all the time. Mm. And I don't want to be around anybody like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so focus, focus the time on deepening your relationship with God, not being afraid of silence, spending more time in prayer, being heart to heart with God, or literally, yeah. adoratio means mouth to mouth. Like, mm. like in Genesis chapter, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Allow God's spirit to fill your life so that you can fulfill his will in this world. So and good. not be afraid to do that. Oh, Deacon, spitting the truth. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I want to be holier. I want to be mouth to mouth with God. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> resuscitation, man. Yeah, yeah. spiritual resuscitation. Yeah. Uh, Deacon, thanks for being on the show with us here today. Thanks for, for joining us here at Awaken Catholic. Um, and uh, for the ministry, the work you do, uh, I know that it's, it's taxing. It's a lot, but, uh, man, it, it's making an impact. No question about it. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. This conversation, as well as the overall presence of Awaken Catholic here at the Momentum 21 Conference with the Catholic Marketing Network, including Deacon Harold's presence here at the Momentum Conference. It's all made possible by Select International Tours. Uh, please visit selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken, or what's your tag on there? Deacon Harold. Deacon Harold. Selectinternationaltours.com slash awaken or slash Deacon Harold. Learn more about the pilgrimages that we're all going on, and you could join us. Tr pilgrimages are truly a transformative opportunity to go deeper with God uh, and, and be transformed, truly. So uh, thank you all for watching. Those of you who watched the live stream or uh, are 
catching up on the recording. Uh, to learn more about this show, to watch past episodes, or join our patron community called Community of Saints with a lowercase s because we're still working on it, visit theawakencatholicshow.com. Uh, Deacon Harold, it's been a pleasure, a true joy. Thank you. And uh, I have been Nick Delatore. This has been The Awakened Catholic Show. And before I go, ladies and gentlemen, I just need you to know one thing. Jesus loves you. <laughs>